0: This is Chuck and Aardvark versus the galaxy. He's Chuck, and he's Aardvark, and the galaxy was in your heart all along. It's been a good week for me. Yeah, everything's been coming up Aria this week. It's oh just, yeah, yeah. I didn't get the job that I didn't want. Oh, that's so good. I was so worried when you went to the interview and you said they liked you. It's been it's been hard to avoid jobs. You've been like Harry Potter if you didn't want to go to Hogwarts, and you've just had like job opportunities flying out of the chimney. And through your window. And my Uncle Vernon took me all the way out to the middle of nowhere. And still, they found me there. There were still job opportunities everywhere. (laughs) What? (laughs) You might have noticed some uh, background noise. We're still fine-tuning, but we've actually found a new recording station. Yeah, for the time being, uh, you can find us at the second booth from the end of... uh, Millie's Diner. Millie's Diner. Uh, Excuse me? Can I get a a refill? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, (laughs) eight-tenths caffeinated and two-tenths decaffeinated, please. She gave you a look when she walked away, man. She did not like that. Yeah, well, customer's always right, right? Yeah, I was going to get a job at a marketing firm. You know, that sounds fun. You know, day one, I come in, get a coffee, and I come up with an ad idea, and no one laughs. But I'm like, it's day one. Right. But day two, I came up with an idea for like a marketing campaign. It was just off the the cuff. And it did really well. And people were really laughing at it. Uh, It was for a coffee company called Beans and Stuff. That's the name of the company. They're called Beans and Stuff. I just, just, while sitting there drinking their coffee, which was terrible, I just said, wow, coffee's never been better. Oh. It killed. It really killed. Like, everyone started to applaud. Uh Uh-huh. And then the manager came in and he gave me 50 bucks. Well, and, and you said that the whole uh, the studio audience that you guys had hired to lay down, like, laugh tracks and applause tracks during your meetings, like, they went crazy. They went crazy. They, were, they broke the machine. Yeah. By pressing that button, like, you know, the, the light saying to applaud? <laughs> right. it, cr- it cracked. It shattered. Right. They're, they're a studio audience, but they also all have access to the applause button. Well, you know what was really weird? What? The whole time, there was just one guy who pressed a button every time. Mm-hmm. Gray hair... He was wearing a suit and a and a, like kind of like a fedora, old kind of spy hat, whatever. And he's just pressing that button every time on cue. And it got me thinking. I've seen him before. Really? This man's been in like every audience I've ever been in. The same gray-haired man. So I'm thinking, what if there's one guy, and what if he's the one who controls applause? I think I think that you must be right because it's almost magic how everybody just seems to know when to applaud. And. Are you ever the first person clapping? No, there's always someone in the back row who goes, "Did everyone clap?" It's that guy. It's it's Mr. Applause. Mr. Applause. But why? Why why is he forcing us to applaud? What are we applauding? Well, let's like okay. What is he plotting about our applauding? <laughs> You are incorrigible, my friend. This is why they wanted me. This is why. This is why business opportunities have been like knocking your door down, like Hagrid. If I hadn't kidnapped the CEO's daughter, they probably would have kept me. But desperate times, man. You did what you needed to do. I mean, okay. she's fine. She's back with everyone's happy. I mean, yeah. except for the CEO was like you know very upset about the whole ordeal. But well, I heard that uh, Cynthia was a little upset by it as well. But that was probably Stockholm. <laughs> I'm sure she's over that by now. She probably hates you now, which is a which would be appropriate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I want to acknowledge for everyone out there just briefly who's probably wondering, like, you know, if I'm like a psychopath, like, if I, if I kidnap people all the time. I don't kidnap people all the time. Only when it's absolutely necessary. And I'm sure everyone out there can understand that. Right. The, morality is not black and white. Morality is gray, baby. So what do we know about this guy? I mean, he's tall. He has gray hair. Did you know he was tall? I didn't tell you he was tall. (laughs) I told you nothing of the sort. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm just assuming that he... You mentioned that he was sinister, I think. And I'm assuming that sinister... I mean, sinister means tall, right? He he was very tall. He was very tall. He was like seven feet. Here's, here's, Here's why, actually. I think that... I think I've seen this guy. Like, now that you're starting to describe him... Well, you've performed in theater before, so you've seen many audiences. I have... Audiences both big and small. And many that have applauded for you specifically. And, and many that have I have gotten a standing ovation. This is the first question that everyone's gonna be asking. What about those like audiences where like no one shows up and it's like one dude and it isn't that guy? I will say, and I don't know that this is relevant, but one time I went to a play, community theater production of The Pillow Man. And it was just me and one other person who is uh, this grandmother, and it was bad. I'm I'm just going to say that it was bad. They the the lights came came up and like she had this like kind of like look in her eye like should we do it? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> not, not should we do it? Spar- there were sparks in the air that night. <laughs> should we do it? There's no greater romantic setting than the pillow, man. She bought me a coffee. Nothing else happened. But the reason that, that we had that connection was actually because of a shared experience that we had, which is that we were looking at each other. We were debating whether or not to clap. And I heard a rough, gravelly voice whispering from beneath the risers, now is not the time. Now is not the time. And then just at the apex of awkwardness in the room as the actors, I mean, I mean these actors were my friends. And they, were, <laughs> they were looking at me. And like, why aren't you clapping? The voice went, now. And she and I just both started applauding. I assumed that that voice had just been, like, the voice of my conscience, but... There's really two options here. One is that, like, there's there's three options. There's really three options here. One, there's, like, an organization gray haired men that look very similar to each other kind of like the men in black but they're the men with gray i don't know what you'd call them the second option is that it's one guy now unless he has like supernatural powers how is he showing up to like multiple simultaneous planes and and we don't have any aside from his ubiquity we have no evidence of supernatural powers he's not doing anything particularly supernatural this research has been done into the idea that like if one person claps and everyone claps though i will say that evidence might only exist because of this man like it's hard to say if you think about it applause is weird to begin with it's not just that we applaud at the same time. It's that we applaud it all is weird. Well, that brings up actually the third example of what the gray-haired men could be. Like, maybe they're not like us. But, you know, let's go with, what, okay, one gray-haired man, George Clooney. Let's say the George Clooney, who certainly has the charisma. Now, if it was George Clooney, then we would have heard, like, applause was invented in, like, whatever year George Clooney was, know, fifty, whatever. Like, you know what? I don't, I don't pretend to know I'm about George Clooney. And if George Clooney, if you're out there, we don't want you on our show. Everyone else is welcome. But if George Clooney emailed me and said, I want to be on your show, I would refuse. And, and, and here's the reason, George. It's not that we don't respect you. Because we respect you. And it's not that we don't like you. Because you are probably the most likable man on the planet. It's what would you add to the conversation? What could you possibly say that we don't already know, George? We are about the conversation here. And, you know, George, you're a leading man. You're not a supporting role. Let's just put it that way. Let's just, yeah, let's put it that way, George. Let's put it that way and leave it there. You are not the kind of, you're not a rank and file, George. You don't fall in line with the, with the rest of the boys. My point was that applause has been around since, like, time immemorial. Like, we're talking in the Roman times they applauded, as far as I remember. So either it is one very old man or one very old organization that finds only gray-haired men, or we're talking about, like, a different species I think so, because here's the other thing. is like this man, you only see him when he starts applauding, and then you, know, you don't see him again. You don't see him leave. The only reason that I remembered him in this moment was that it was a very intense moment for me. You know, this whole marketing situation, very memorable with the whole coffee's never been better was a big moment for me. So I was staring at the audience, and I wanted to see how every individual was reacted to the marketing campaign, and the only one who wasn't smiling was this guy. That's fascinating, because now that you're saying that, I also remember at school presentations, like, you know, we'd have our parents gathered in the back. We went to the same school, I should say. And, like, our parents would be gathered in the back. We're not going to tell you what it is. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to dox ourselves. Security. (laughs) Okay, you were saying. Yeah, we'd look in the back, and, like, sometimes you'd see, like, just, like, like, you'd think it was, like, someone's grandpa or something. Like, you'd be like, oh, who's... Who's this stony-faced old man? You know, I don't I know think, everyone's grandpa. From your experience, an audience can have only two people, and the influence is there, presumably. There's there's an influence among humanity of some kind. Well, there was a voice from underneath me. I mean, and and which is leading me to think that, like, so maybe this, those who tread the boards. <laughs> Sorry. Shut up. Those actors who tread. The boards. People on the stage. <laughs> know that, that the theater contains many secrets, right? There are superstitions. There are hauntings. There. Hey, hold on. Miss? Miss, you still waiting on... Yeah, you never brought... Thanks. I, I, I can handle myself. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't want her to think that I'm, like, having my friend... Like, this is kind of weird, you know? I mean, she already dislikes you. Yeah, I mean, she... Yeah, no, you're right. She has been... Like, whenever she's not actively waiting on a table... She sits at that booth, and she just stares daggers at me. Oh, here she comes. Thank you, thank you. Hey, I really, I really appreciate it. I know i She's I'm, leaving, dude. I'm, She's walking away. I tried. Are you going to give her a tip? Of course I'm going to give her a tip. At least 20. I, I tip 80. 80%? <laughs> is that why you're so poor? Is that why your your basement was so terrible? That's not the only reason I'm poor, but it is one of... Yeah, I tip I tip 80%. I mean, I knew that you inherited... Minimum. You inherited millions from your dead uncle, but you never seem to use it he was a member of a wait staff and so he set me up a tip fund so i'm actually not allowed legally to touch that money unless it's used for tips i'm just saying doesn't seem to have affected her that much so yeah i mean you know not all human beings are uh, have a price tag i guess she just has integrity i'm fine i'm fine being like a story when she goes home and uh i'm just gonna also mention that uh these eggs are delicious these eggs are so goddamn good you, the one who emailed us about this location, very good diner, very highly rated. Yes, you. You are definitely our favorite denizen. We expect to see you in Central Park on May seventeenth. Oh yeah, sorry. I, I did want to mention we have uh, pushed the event forward three days, <laughs> so it's May seventeenth now. Yes. Uh, yeah, come to Central Park. Uh, we got a couple emails regarding what we mean when we say come incognito. We mean like black ops paint your faces the darkest shade of blue we're talking like you have to look like you're supporting your favorite sports team yeah 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 yeah, yeah. vivid electric blue <laughs> on your face um, um and th- your clothing must be bright yellow the color of the sun of truth full business suits full ye- on yellow business suits we'll tell you more about the dance next week but for now let's continue on yeah let's get back let's get back to the show um you're so, talking about theaters being haunted. For yeah, so I think this guy's a ghost. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think that this, I think that this man's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me you think that it is, in fact, one man. Let me ask a question then, if, if that's what you think. Like, why is he wearing a suit? I think they had suits like as old as you know, applause has been around for far longer than like the modern suit has. And this is not an old suit. Did he get like did he go to like a ghost clothing store? Well, I do think that, yes, it's gotta be a ghost clothing store. Whoa, we're Whoa. we're treading into some really fascinating territory. Yeah, here. because because that's obviously that's that's the most interesting and, and most obvious explanation is that there's a whole ghost society. Occam's razor, my friends. Always Occam's Razor. <laughs> I think it's pretty much like established at this point that there's an entire ghost civilization that bears uh, exploration. But for now, I think we just need to figure out how this guy died and why he does what he does. Was he cursed? That would explain why he's so dour, right? Like, if this was something that he wanted to be doing, I mean, first of all, why would on God's earth or any other world would anyone want this gig to sit through terrible theater and pimply kids at their school presentations time and time again. And Romeo and Juliet, which I wanted to ask, by the way, how has that been going? Oh, yeah. Romeo. Yeah. uh, Well, I just got to, uh, uh, they just introduced Tybalt. Who I anticipate being a big character and like a major player in the in the final acts. This is this this guy's gonna gonna really upstage the other players. Well, how have you been feeling about uh the whole you know the <clears throat> Romeo and Juliet romance? Have you been feeling? Have you been connecting with the characters? How do you feel? Where do you feel this romance is going? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who are just now tuning in for the first time, uh, I am currently on my first reading of Romeo and Juliet. And, Bl- blind reading, in fact. Yeah, no, I've never, yes, I've never been exposed to this story. Uh, I wasn't aware, I, I guess, of its pop culture significance before I started. And um, I know that this is kind of like a bold stance. I just wish that, like, they could, the, the families could, like, put aside their differences. Violence just begets more violence. You know? After all of this is done, maybe you should write like a book on analysis or Romeo and Juliet kind of tell your tale. The new Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that the whole uh, literary establishment is quite ready to be usurped by me. Just read a new play. Crit- <laughs> new critic. Um, that'll be my handle. I will say just quickly about Romeo and Juliet. I'm glad this story is almost definitely going to end with families coming together and like Tybalt just like steps up. I'd like you to try to finish the book by next week, because I have I have a whole list of books I want you to try reading. That's a lot of acts to get through. How many acts do you have left? I mean, I think I think I'm on like act two. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Take take your time. Finish at your own pace. Yeah, Or just go see it at any theater, at any time, <laughs> any day. Every theater is doing it. There's always a theater at every second within a five mile radius performing that play. That would mean that at every one of those plays, that man is there. That's true. So. I guess we need to ask ourselves, like, how far back does this go? Uh, I actually just looked this up. Um, so ancient Romans set rituals at public performances to express degrees of approval. Um, so it seems like in Roman theater in particular, uh, hey, I found him. Fa- I found the guy. Listen to this. In Roman theater at the close of the play, the chief actor called out, Walate et plaudete, and the audience chanted their approval antiphonically. This was often organized and paid for. So there was a guy specifically instructed to To tell the audience when to applaud. The chief actor of the Roman theater. Presumably, there must have been more than one. But we're talking about one of them. One of them, something happened, and they continue to do so forever now. Yeah. But but why? why? Here's what I believe. I believe that when Caesar was assassinated... Right? I'm following you so far. And, you know, his assassins were 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 driven out by Mark Antony. How do you know all this but have not read Romeo and Juliet? I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Continue. Um, after the usurpers were driven out of Rome, they would want to put on plays, right? They want to put on shows that showed what happened to Caesar but still painted Caesar in, like, the best light possible and made sure that, the, that his uh, assassins were, like, villainized. Villains, slimy, terrible people who had taken down, like, their dearest leader. Yeah. So what I think happened is there was a performance, and the chief actor, he messed up, and he called for applause right at the assassination of Caesar, and it was seen as a political message. Oh, my God. He, he was taken by the high priests, and he was cursed to walk the earth and to basically to guide the world in appropriate applause to make up for his one slip-up. Man, that explains like everything. So what does that leave us? Maybe the answer is that like if you are at a performance and you didn't think they did a good job, maybe you just shouldn't applaud. Yeah. Or even if it is good, I mean, I, I it sounds like I mean if we believe right in, above all else in resisting oppression and resisting power, if that's like what we're about, we 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 are we are essentially resisting the homogeneity of the galaxy, right? Yeah. So if that's what we believe, and there's this. Freaking ghost, <laughs> going around telling us when to put our hands together. Then, then, then the only thing we can do to resist is is refuse. Not just when it's bad, but when it's good, especially when it's good, because that's when it means the most. If you see a particularly good play, and they deserve some sort of approval, but you don't want to applaud, what you do is you stand up, put your hands straight into the air, and you open your mouth and you let out the loudest scream you've ever let out in your life. Yes, yes, whale, this is whale. And perhaps you'll scare away the ghost. The audience won't applaud because why would they applaud when a man is screaming? But the people on stage won't be thinking, oh no, no one's applauding." They'll be thinking, who's that man screaming? They're going to be confused, certainly. But the applause man will have failed. Yes, and the most important thing, you know, in resisting this terrible brainwashing homogeny is that when you do it, everybody else is going to do it. Exactly. And that is resistance. That is resistance. Also what's that song that's like everybody clap your hands K-k-k-k-k-k-k. you know that song no <laughs> <laughs> i just i think he might have recorded that every single pop song that ever says clap your hands you have to also <laughs> scream very loudly if you're at a, our if you're at a club and someone goes everybody clap your hands just go ah <laughs> really loudly <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah so and we got all of our uh all of our pod biz i think taken care of Kind of randomly in the middle of our episodes. And so. I've already finished my eggs. Oops. And these were delicious eggs, by the way. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to take this uh, You know, on, on your receipt. Like, they tell you, fill out the survey, you'll get a coupon. I'm definitely doing that. How Giving we, them some feedback. Do we know if that's actually what they're doing with that information? What, do we, what are they actually doing with our information? Let's put a pin in that. Hey, check please. Yep. She's, she's walking away. She is actively... Oh, what's she doing? She, she just threw her apron down? She's leaving. I think she just quit. Was I just mean to a waitress and she quit? That's not a good look. I mean, I kidnap. And you kidnapped to <laughs> one <another. laughs> Anyway, fearless denizens, thank you for tuning in and listening. And we will see you next week. Keep your eyes sharp and your ears clear. <laughs> and the galaxy will whisper to you. Bye. Bye-bye.